same China, different stories. We are the ones that found their way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. Welcome to ABC Adopted Babies from China. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday because by the time this episode comes out, your birthday will have already happened. I think you'll be yes. another year older for like two two weeks when this comes out. <laughs> and that's exactly it. It is basically in two weeks. <laughs> that's right. Yep. And then I think this comes out probably two weeks after your birthday birthday. Is your birthday confirmed as a date or is that one of those like, um, it is, weekend? it is the, the, the doctor, um, the, the doctor, I don't know which doctor, but the doctor over there said, yes, it is. I was found maybe like a day or so after I was born. It's not like anyone kept, kept me for X amount of months. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, you hear all kinds of stories, like it was made mm-hmm. up or based on the skeleton of a baby, I guess. I don't know the bone structure mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even introduce you. I just asked you a question right away. <laughs> yeah, now we all know that my birthday is exactly in two weeks and it's a real birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a recording. Your birthday's in two weeks and then you'll be officially 26, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking with Taylor. Mm-hmm. And Taylor yeah. is adopted from China, but grew up in New York, right? You grew up in the city, didn't you? I did in Greenwich Village. Oh, snap. Okay, yeah. Grew up in Greenwich Village, and now you currently live in Manhattan in a place that kind of looks like a castle. <laughs> it, is, it, is still, it is still Manhattan, because Greenwich Village is, is part of Manhattan, and this now I'm in Hudson Yards. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Greenwich Village Southwest. Yeah, that's exactly okay. it. I'm getting so much better at geography in New York. <laughs> it's okay. It, it took me 12 years. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do we start? I don't know. I feel like the first thing I remember when we met was at, when we met at a SASAT New York City event. Mm-hmm. And I think it just came up. Those, I don't know if it was a fun fact that you shared that you were an opera singer or you currently, I guess you are still an opera singer, but. <laughs> I wish it's one of my parents. No, I used <laughs> to want to. Is that what we were talking about? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going around during our SAT meetup and we were talking like introducing ourselves and saying one fun fact and my fun fact was that I've trained professionally for opera and classical music yeah when you were younger like as a when I was yes when I was when I was really young and you know it started off in church choir you know I went to church did the whole Sunday school did the church choir when I was like since I was three years old maybe or four years old and then people adults were just saying yeah your daughter's really good like you should have her trained professionally and so I did that for a bit but I never had very like inspiring coaches you know and Mm. you know my parents took me to all these auditions and when I was little like I was like six or seven years old I didn't I didn't grasp like the importance of them I didn't understand what I was doing all I was told is that you're gonna go sing this song and that was it Oh, and gotcha. so I never, I never got any of the, um, any, I never got any of the parts, never got any callbacks because I really didn't understand what was going on. I think I was just way too young. Mm. Oh yeah. So. Cause I'm sure 
Well, I don't know. I don't know much about opera, but I believe the pieces are pretty involved emotionally or what the yeah. messages are. <laughs> well, they definitely, so they, they had me audition for, you know, like little plays and stuff like, or, I mean, traveling plays um, to be extras or be part of like a bigger choir. I think I didn't get into opera until I was maybe like 10 or 11, maybe. So, and I, I never did any auditions for that stuff, but I continued to practice at it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, do you sing? Do you sing now and in present day? I I've done it at a talent show at the other school I used to work at. Um, I definitely can still sing, but in terms, I wanted to pursue it. Actually, I wanted to join the New York City Choral Society, and uh, I just you know COVID hit, and I just ended up like not preparing for it at all. They're they're have they're about to hold um uh virtual auditions and I'm just like no it's gonna sound so terrible <laughs> and you're not gonna like what I say so yeah I think I think that's gonna be put off for another year probably oh snap that what timing right I guess bad timing it just it just doesn't music just doesn't sound the same when it's online yeah I imagine that that's a better in-person type situation exactly exactly I guess as most things are yeah and, you know, Wi-Fi could just freeze and your computer just dies on you as you're, like, opening your mouth about to sing. And then, nope, and not get, today. Oh, yeah. And then you get that frozen shot of the person. Yep. <laughs> what it's craziness. Crazy. Well, no. let's see. I feel like that's the only thing I really know about you. Everything else is like, I don't even know. Maybe you did say where you were adopted from, specifically. So I'm from Montway Province, you know, okay. allegedly. We never know, right? Mm-hmm. We never fully know unless must we know um so from on province and the specific city is wuhu and i used to you know when like um workers from like chinese restaurants you know who are obviously chinese they would ask me oh like what you're you're chinese right where are you from and i would say oh i'm from on province and they'd ask me what city and i'd say wuhu and a lot of them didn't know where that was so that used to that used to freak me out. So one day when I was older, I would just Google it. I'd say, oh, okay, it, it is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like a fine city. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I almost okay. think we could like make up some sort of city name and people would believe us or just be like, oh yeah, that doesn't exist. Who knows? Yes, everyone everyone makes fun of my, <laughs> well, they don't make fun. I shouldn't say that. They, they, they laugh when I tell them what city I'm from because they're like, oh, woohoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure and there's others. Ever, and I've only ever met one person who, one other person who has been to Wuhu actually. And they okay. were, they were um, a Chinese national. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, An- is Anhui province, is that south? So I was always told it's north of China actually, but it's actually like more like central, I think. Like central, central eastern, I want to say. Um, I'd have to go back and look at that, but that's that's what I was told. Um, my sister is actually from like the south south. Like oh, okay, okay, yeah, I do know Guangxi South. I don't know why I keep thinking Anhui is South too, but it's not at all. I always think that, but it's no. not. It's it's more um, middle and northern regions. Is your is your sister also in the city, or is she off somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she still lives with my um parents. You know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to pay rent that's nice <laughs> I was gonna say that's a good deal not to have not pay rent is how, how much younger is she than you four. Oh, four years mm-hmm. nice 
seems like a very popular difference. I was just thinking that like a couple of days ago. Yeah, it is very, it, it is a popular um, age gap, you know? It's like either two years or four I'm years. Sure I don't where think that I hear from. three. I have a couple of friends who are, um, they have older siblings that are like much, much, much older. So their parents, you know, already had kids and then they just wanted more. And so they just ended up adopting because they were too old to mm-hmm. have any more biologically. So, so that's the only cases when I, when I've heard of like larger age gaps or in the case of where, um, you know, a parent uh, remarries. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remarries and they already, ha- they bring their kids already that they have. Yes. Mm-hmm. You teach at schools. You also tutor, right? Yes, I still tutor. You tutor and you teach. Oh, I'm man. tutoring and I'm teaching. This school that I'm particularly at, it's called the Chapin School. It's on the Upper East Side. It's, for, it's an all-girls school. I actually haven't really had hands-on uh, experience in teaching at that school, but in the charter school in the Bronx called American Dream School, that's where I actually it started off as, you know, classroom management, et cetera, and grading assignments. And then I actually got create my own lessons and, and teach them. So that was, that was uh, fun. But for, for Chapin, I think I might have, I think I might actually have um, a lesson plan coming up, maybe just, just a fun one towards the end, because uh, we're wrapping up the end of the year. So oh, yeah, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah, I haven't, I honestly haven't taught since like, last year, maybe. Because COVID, right? Because COVID um, and just because I was job hunting, et cetera, you know, hopping from one job to another, <laughs> all uh, these little odd jobs, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So in a way you could say that I am still teaching though, as I tutor. Yeah, I guess so. Because I do, I do teach my, I do teach my students new concepts when I feel that they're ready. Um, good old motorcycles. It's like surprisingly yeah. quiet where you are too. Yeah, usually last time when I was doing the Mullen Diaries with Amy, it was so loud. There were all these ambulances and sirens going off and all these motorcycles. Yeah, today is pretty, pretty laid back. I'm not sure yeah. why. Maybe because it's colder out. Oh, uh, okay. Because where you are is actually a pretty, I feel like, popular location too for traffic. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. For traffic. Yeah. But it is still developing. And especially because of COVID is still a thing that the, no, the offices are pretty empty. The new brandy, brandy new offices definitely are not full or not ready for um, employees yet. I feel like I just have so many questions. So you have a sister. You grew, I mean, you grew up in New York City, which I don't know. I don't know if I've really talked to many people who've like grown up in the city. But did you go to school in the city too? Like you, you college? You did. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I needed to leave. Ah. <laughs> I got out. I got out as far as I possibly could in terms of a school accepting me. <laughs> so mm. so I went to central Pennsylvania. So very, very different. Middle of nowhere. Like, cute, quaint little town, I would say. But still, very small population. You know, it's, we've got lots of, um, lots of Quakers, lots of Mennonites, lots of, uh, lots of Amish. So, yeah, yeah. It, it really is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's funny. You did the, yeah. like you wanted to leave, you left. <laughs> I wanted the, that traditional college experience and because I, I went to, I actually got to experience both the public and private school systems here in New York City, which gave me a lot of insight. So I was good, but I was, I wasn't, I did not want to live at home anymore. Nope. Oh, I it. see. Yeah. Yeah. So going to mm-hmm. school, you basically 
it was like nothing else was in that town except the school, right? Basically, um, as I got into junior, I want to say junior year, that's when all these fancier restaurants start popular. That was most definitely for us college students. Gotcha. Because it, it, it was a pretty, not impoverished, it, it, the population was pretty poor, I would say. Okay. Wow. Okay. I actually share that with you too, then coming from a more diverse area. I mean, like DC, Baltimore, and then I went to a school in Ohio, which is like middle of nowhere too. Wow. There wasn't much outside of the university. Did you go to Oberlin? I went to OU, which is um, right across West Virginia border, basically. It's like Appalachia. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And did you go, what did you go to study related to what you're doing now or you study something completely different? (laughs) I wish I majored in um, international studies with a focus on security studies. And then I minored accidentally in economics. I took too many classes. (laughs) So yeah, I, when I graduated from Dickinson, I actually was able to obtain an internship in like immediately related to my major which mm-hmm. is at the international crisis group and i was researching conflicts global conflicts that's exactly what i wanted to do it's still what i want to do but you know uh college is hard and i'm going to be honest my the high school that i went to because i was the first graduating class of my high school i feel like i wasn't prepared for college at all in terms of mm-hmm. like how to manage my time how to study effectively so i, I really worked hard but i just it just didn't really pay off. Like not everyone is a student. I'm one of those people who identifies as that. So I, I got a great internship and I did a lot of great work, but yeah. because of my, G, my GPA from college, I wasn't able to get any of the jobs that I really wanted still is in that field, nor was I really able to apply to a master's degree that's related to that field because no one told me that oh yeah your GPA every no everyone says oh your GPA doesn't matter C's get degrees mm, that's not true that's really not true <laughs> across the board especially in the international relations or political science field unless you know someone and you're like this with them it's 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 really it's really tricky and I would encourage everyone who's interested in poli sci or international relations to really try your best because if you I would say a maybe 80 80 to 90 percent of the time you will not get a career in that field without a master's in order to go to a good school and get that master's you need a high gpa or decent gpa i should say like above 3.5 so i see yeah don't 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 make my mistake guys (laughs) but did you you graduate and then you just weren't able to do the master's part is that what it is yeah I, i yeah i did graduate i wasn't able to to apply for a master's program. Um, I don't know if I want, I still kind of want to, but it's mm. not America. I don't want to go into debt for that really. Mm. I was thinking of international programs abroad because it is only for, some of them are like one year and it's only $8,000, which is pretty great actually. Oh, yeah. um, but then there's always the concern of, oh, whether or not a job will accept you with that master's from that country, you know? Oh. You could you could be as you could be such a, a diverse and unique individual, and your diploma will literally mean nothing if it's not from the quote unquote accredited school. So, oh wow, that's a, I feel like that's tough. 
yeah I was gonna say that's a lot of decisions yeah exactly so I am thinking you know since I've had experience in education I have a vast um, amount of experience with children maybe I should stay in an educational environment honestly Mm. but I I just I don't want to be a teacher though Mm -hmm. I'm thinking more like administration dean of students and working my way up to headmistress Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking you definitely give off more of the, yeah. I feel like your energy is definitely more like, not not as much teaching, but more like you would be in charge. Like you could get yeah, I love, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yep, I have to use the big voice a lot. The big <laughs> voice makes them quiet and, you know, stop throwing pencils at each other and just do the work. It's not that hard. <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, I just can't picture myself teaching the same subject every single every year. year. Um, and, you know, everyone says, oh, but you've got a different type, group of students every year. Yes, but not a different, Material. in most traditional schools, yeah, not, not a different subject and not a different, not different materials because I'm interested in all subjects. So, um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather just be the, you know, in charge of students. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that to me that's that's more rewarding than having to stand up there and give the same le- lectures you know for year after year yeah props props yeah. to the teachers who do that because that is of course <laughs> of course of course sometimes like sometimes classes can be monotonous too especially if you're the one teaching it it's you know it's tough yeah I realize it's like I feel like I talked to a lot of people who have visited New York or maybe are from New York but never really got into like what's your favorite part of New York oh definitely no 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 so I have I have a couple so um so one of the probably the main one and I would I would never live there though because because it is kind of seedy still and the and the buildings are still a little sus for um you know especially the price that you have to pay for them East Village you know, St. Mark's mm. Place, I go there all the time. I ask any of my friends and they'll say, oh yeah, Taylor goes there. And she, she basically lives there, but she doesn't. I go there all the time for food and drink. And then another nice place I like to go to is the West Village. I just like taking walks there. I used to, um, well, I shouldn't even say I used to. Every summer though, I run by the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'd start at my parents' apartment, which is in Greenwich Village still. And I'd run all the way down to Wall Street and then come back. Mm. that was like a good three and a half hour run I have a lot of fun in on the upper east side I'd say with all the shops and the museums mm-hmm. um, that's about it <laughs> I hang out in Bay Ridge a lot because of my boyfriend though. so oh, I've, yeah. I've become well accustomed with Bay Ridge and he's been there for I guess a few years right yeah it's been yeah it's been two or three years since he's been there yeah I think so oh no no longer than that what am I talking about hold on what are we in 2021 four years we graduated in 2017, so for oh, wow. four years he's been in Bay Ridge. Now I'm going to be like super nosy, but did your boyfriend grow up in Pennsylvania and go to that school too? Yep, yep, 20 minutes away. From what? I was like, why weren't you a day student? Give your parents money. And he's like, no, my parents wanted me out. <gasps> I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So how'd you guys meet? Well, you obviously met at school because I just said that, but like, how'd you guys actually meet? And then he's like, oh, I'm going to like come to New York City. I mean, why not? You know what's so funny? They say that, you know, in the smaller arts schools, you know, you know, everyone, 
that's not mm-hmm. true. There are so many people every day I'm seeing their face. I'm like, who are you? Like, you go to this school. He's right. definitely one. He was definitely one of them. I had a great group of guy friends. Like we were, we were close since literally day one of freshman, um, freshman week, right? When, you know, when we come and we get settled on the campus, and then we have like a whole week to ourselves to do whatever we want. So that was, those were like my first friends. Junior year came, and it was maybe like it was not nearing towards the end of the semester. I think it was more in the middle of it. This was the first semester of junior. And all of, and they used to, you know, we were extremely close, so so close that they used to leave their door open for me after classes. And I would just like get out of my class and I just I wouldn't even text. I'd just go go straight to the home. Yeah, yeah. And just like we would just hang out and stuff. And then suddenly I went into the room because I heard someone playing guitar. So I said, Oh, it's probably my friend, this person or that person. So I went into the room. I'm just seeing this person sitting there like hunched over and I'm thinking it's a homeless person and I almost had a heart attack but it's another um you know all the all the guys are surrounded and they're like oh so blah 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 blah, blah. like who is this county and um you know he kind of looks disheveled and whatever oh <laughs> turns out that he is not only a student at our school not only in our grade but a double major in religion and philosophy and has a 3.9 eight gpa whoa and i'm like so you're smart (laughs) (laughs) which i do like smart guys (laughs) and then i just started seeing him like all the time at the guy's place and out with our with my guy friends and so he just kind of became part of the group and then yeah as soon as i left my horrible ex (laughs) went right to that one nice it was, it was it was a good time and here we are five years later yeah I, I mean it's kind of crazy because I guess you guys graduated you obviously know New York City but he mm-hmm. came from like a smallest town and then he ended up in mm-hmm. Bay Ridge of all places mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm. of yeah and both of his um both the times that he was when he was searching for a roommate or a place to um uh sublet from he Craigslist someone yeah. on Craigslist he's just very very lucky the first one was was first roommate was okay um and then the second one though like we're 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 very close all three of us are very close so yeah 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 it's a it's a good time it's been really fun like yeah it's a little bit of a trek to get to Bay Ridge but you know it, it, it is it is worth it it's 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 fine I I like it there I like that apartment yeah and they're well they're moving so they are moving I think yeah. to, I'm not sure where, like Prospect Heights or what, not Prospect Heights, it's extremely expensive, Yeah, <laughs> which neither can afford, so I don't know, somewhere somewhat closer to Manhattan, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. knows? I mean, I guess you save maybe like 15, 20 minutes if you even move out of that area too, I don't know. That's very true, although I do think that the D and the Q are pretty reliable, Mm-hmm. like they're, they're they're fast in general like yeah sometimes you have to it, there's a lot of delays on the weekends but they they are like fast and transporting you from point a to point b I would say. yeah that's a good point <coughs> yeah i think it was that was a joke though is your so actually for the listeners for a funny joke we we met at this event and then your boyfriend's roommate came to this event mm-hmm and I connected with your boyfriend's roommate. Mm-hmm. And at one point we were talking and I was like, I think I know you better than I actually know Taylor because you and I yep. have 
talked a lot more this this one individual and I yep and there was no way I was gonna interrupt that so I was like I'll get to know Tara later I'm sure it's okay I mean to be fair yeah it was like five hours later and we just talked to each other the whole time so I was like all right exactly yes my yes my boyfriend's roommate you know had nothing to do on a what was this a Saturday or Friday night yeah yeah and he was like oh I'm gonna go out and take some photos because he's a photographer on the side and um Mm -hmm. he was gonna be in that area anyway which is where he in K-Town which is where he works actually too and so like yeah come on come on over and say hi to everyone as long as you're okay being the only white guy and it's a bunch of Asian adoptees (laughs) we might be talking about our trauma we might not who knows (laughs) yeah Just bring, you know, you can bring your camera and uh, I'm sure lots of girls will give you their number for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think I spent more time being technical with him than being like, yeah, take my photo. Yeah, I, I think he he had a great time with that. He, re- he really did. I like I like to have him get out and, you know, meet my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, he's like, uh, that's the first time you met her. Like, yeah, that's the first time I've like met this person too. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then you guys obviously know each other well because of your boyfriend and you live together. Mm-hmm. That was just, mm-hmm. just kind of funny. I met I met him the first day that uh, the first time that my boyfriend met him actually. So before they were only uh, communicating through email. So right, it was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Or wait, wait, maybe maybe they did. No, they actually might have met before, so that Zach could see the place. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have been might have been that. In any case. In any case, I don't know. I feel like this is a little insert of my advice of saying, I mean, the more you put yourself out there, you never know who you're going to meet. Yes, indeed. Always, yeah, never be ashamed or never be shy from, you know, meeting someone new. I love connecting my friends, one group of friends with another group of friends. Mm -hmm. And then they all have fun together. Yeah. And this is our way of getting to know each other (laughs) on a recording. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Oh, have you been back to China? Do you want to go back to where you're adopted from? I have been back to China to adopt my younger sister. So that Mm. was like one of the best trips ever. We stayed at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. It's called the White Swan Hotel. So Mm. that was nice. There's like a huge waterfall in the pool. You know, as a four-year-old, this is the coolest thing in the world. And then it had really good food and it was just, we went on all these um, tours and obviously we went on the Great Wall of China. It was just, we went to an orphanage too. That was really sad though. Um, oh, and that, that's something, huh? Um, I don't remember if it was hers or if it was one of them. I'm not, I'd have to ask my parents again, but I just remember I, I also could not, was not able to grasp the, um, you know, the true like emotional um, impact of that really. Um, I think today, I think today, if I did that, it would be, it would be really hard for me. Not, not because of, I'd be thinking of myself, but because I love children so much and I would want to give all of them a home. Mm -hmm. So it would, I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to suck it up and just go in there without getting emotional. (laughs) But other than that, I remember having the best time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Four years old. That's yeah. And I wanted to, I, I was going to go um, again, actually, just for like a hot second, a hot, hot like 10 hours. So um, my boyfriend, uh, one of my best friends and her boyfriend at the time, who <laughs> she's not with anymore, we all planned a trip for Vietnam and we were going to go stay with our, one of our college friends um, who we were pretty close with. Mm-hmm. And there were 
you know, going there and coming back, though, there were two very lengthy layovers. The first layover to Vietnam was 17 hours in China. <laughs> in oh. like Beijing. I think it was in, in Shanghai. I, I think it was either Shanghai or Beijing. I, I'd have to look again. And then um, the second layover was like 10 hours like coming back. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking, I was you know, trying to plan with them. Oh, we should get like a, a day pass, like a day visa, blah, blah, blah. Like we have so many friends there in China who could pick us up and like, we could all go out to dinner and stuff, go out, um, just like tour for a little bit and then just come back, you know, like right. two hours before and time for, and boom, COVID hit. And uh. I had to cancel and I was so upset. Uh. Um, so I will go again. Will I go to my birthday? Sure, like, why not? Like, it's like, oh, this is woohoo, okay. Oh, that's where I'm from, allegedly. So, right. um, yeah, I I would just go like not really necessarily for myself, but just because uh, I have so many friends there and I, I want to see them. Mm-hmm. So. You you have friends in your in your hometown? No, 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 not my birthday. Just like in, in China in general. They're, oh, they're in China everywhere. in general. So I would I would want to do like a little tour. What? I did get that sense of like you know a lot of people. You do know a lot of people. I do know a lot people I'm annoying like I'm making my business I want to be friends with everyone um I'm not as bad as I used to be when I was little when I would literally go up to someone and be like hi I'm Taylor what's your name um now now I'm now I'm a little now I'm a little more calmer um Mm. but you know I I'll I'll still want to be someone's friend so my friends uh my international friends are are, um they mainly come from this here we go again international camp I went to and we had a lot of we had a lot of people from Venezuela, from England, France, uh, from China, uh, who came to this camp, and so that was where I met a lot of them. And then we had a ton. Uh, my high school actually it became a boarding school later on, and an international boarding school, and it just was it was a ton of Chinese internationals, a ton. Wow. And then college, college was a decent amount of Chinese internationals as well. So that makes sense. Lots of Chinese connections. <laughs> you say international camp. What? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I kind of know what that is. But what? What exactly it's, is international camp? I call it international camp because it's not one of those woodsy camps where you go on and like you're sleeping in a cabin, like middle of New Jersey, yada yada. No, it's um, it was a program that was geared towards you know like globalization and you took like college level quote unquote level courses and you know it wasn't just um oh go out and like learn life skills you know like survive how to survive in the woods you know we didn't we didn't have that it was you took courses um mm-hmm. and you did work and uh you got to yeah you know we had a lot of fun activities too but you know it was it was a pretty serious game you had to have a gpa a good gpa for that actually ah. <laughs> and you had to get letters of recommendations from teachers to about why you should be able to attend this camp so it was it was a great camp I had some pretty awesome memories from there yeah it was it was intense (laughs) is that is that the one you did is that one you did while you were in high school or prior yes I did towards I I stopped going actually after my after I turned 16 I think I, I didn't go anymore it was because I had a lot of friends and then the same kids would go like each year. So that was really fun. But I stopped when I was um, 16, I think. Yeah. Because hmm. I was just so busy. I think I went when I was 15. Yeah, I think I think 15 was the last age. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Wow. That's a, I mean, I feel like I talked to a 
adoptees. And he's like, yep, I was involved with FCCNY or I was involved with this adoptee organization or this one. Oh, I was involved with FCCNY too. Oh, really? Yeah, but not until I was much older. And when I say that, I mean more recently. <laughs> ah. Like a couple years ago, I was on the social media board. So that fun. Okay. What, were you always interested in your adoption or not really until a certain point? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so obsessed with it. I love when I was little, though, and it, because, you know, I thought it made me like, I thought it made me like super unique and different. And I love talking about myself, yada, yada, yada. And then, um, then you know, there was the negative side of you know, people making fun of me, saying like, I'm ugly because I'm Chinese or I have older white parents. You know, same, same old same, stories same as with many of our us. Asian adoptees yeah when I was little I was obsessed with the idea of finding my birth parents and whatnot and then as I got older I, I kind of became and, and learned more about how the, you know the CCP runs as a government and I kind of mm. got turned off of that idea you know yeah it's just it's just very risky and it's very expensive <laughs> and very time consuming and I have to keep working hard so that I can pay bills I don't have time to do that stuff mm. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a, I don't know. I feel like as we get older, we're more aware or we're getting more aware of things going on around us. So then it's almost like it's exhausting to want to like be interested in our adoption too. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. Adoption is very complicated. I know that there are many people out there who are extremely traumatized and hurt from it. Mm. And my childhood wasn't amazing. I would say that, yes, I am privileged, but it was. I didn't have the best like upbringing from my father. <laughs> mm. that, that's my trauma, which I still struggle with daily. Mm. But um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't generalize and say, "Oh, adoption on the whole is traumatic." It may be for some, but it wasn't. But it's not for me. That's not yeah. how I think about it. So, yeah. and and I, you know, and you know, a lot of people are gonna hate me for saying this, but I wanna. I've always wanted to adopt too because, you know, I would. In my opinion, I would know how to raise an adoptee based mm. on my own experiences. Right, so, right. You know. Yeah, I definitely hear a wide range on that, too. It's like, I would never adopt because I wouldn't want to put another child through what I've been through. I was like, well, I think it's different. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, at the same time, it's like, well, how do you plan on raising your kid? Like, did you, I'm sure no one saw themselves as like, say as you know like expressing like microaggressions on their adopted kid is mm -hmm. that is that what you mean i don't right. yeah i don't i don't understand that like aside from you know you can't control what happens in the school everyone gets a bully yeah 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 i feel like everyone gets bullied slash everybody is a bully <laughs> yeah and you know nice. every you know negative negative experiences are are a good thing to have you know just, mm -hmm. it, it's good to experience a little bit of everything so that you know you, you can grow as a person and you can learn more about people and how to deal with people mm -hmm. right and, and you end up learning more about yourself too are your parents living together still like they still are married and everything together i don't know how <laughs> let me tell you i don't know how <laughs> no I was, but, uh, I was having that thought recently because my parents are definitely married and living together and it's like I hear from one but I don't hear from the other but I know they're talking to each other it's one of those it's like 
yeah you guys are talking to each other why is it that I'm not hearing from one when I send a message but then I hear from the other that's a little weird this is not it's not really great right now (laughs) no could could be better could be better family does that so it's yeah yeah I mean it's full of layers I'm actually trying to I don't know if I just discovered this but there's a bunch of like directories of therapists who are either like transracial mm. adoptees themselves or they specialize wow. in transracial adoption. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I need that's, to get me a therapist. We definitely need more of these. And I think, I think that's a great idea. I, I for one, don't need a therapist in that specific focus. Mm. I need another <laughs> <laughs> But not, not in terms of, you know, um, racism or any, any, anything, anything of that degree. Other therapy, yeah, they got therapy therapists who specialize in uh, everything. I'm sure, if I look, it's there. I'll probably insert a break at some point in this conversation. I like how we went and covered the topics of like lightheartedness to kind of deep, and now we're going back to lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize you were only turning 26. I thought you were much younger. Yes, everyone says that. I'm gonna look like this until I die, probably. So, yeah, every everyone everyone is always surprised about um, about my looks and my in relation to my age. So, wow. uh, yeah, same same baby face. Same baby Three face. years old. Not bad. Never baby. changing. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna look like a little prepubescent tea forever that's okay that's funny i don't know it could be the other way right i am very happy with my height though my height my height is pretty is pretty decent it could be a little taller but you know at least i don't look like tiny tiny mm. i just got a baby face that's all you put some heels on and it's all good Oh girl, I love heels. Oh, I I need to wear heels because I thought when um when it's the summertime and I, I wear flat shoes every single day, my arch just like starts to really kill. And so sometimes I have to put on heels and walk around the house in them. Mm. So I love heels. My goodness. I was gonna say, I just I'm still surprised in general, even in college or wherever you go, but people who are able to like wear heels and walk miles. I mean like miles in them like you walk to class then you walk back home and everything mm-hmm. and like by the end of the day when you were doing all your classes and heels I just don't that understand. was me that was me in high school not so much in college I would say like when I got when I got older um no 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 that's not that's a lie sorry when I was in when I was working in an office though I I, I started wearing them again mm. but um yeah not not College, I guess. I wore a lot of boots in college. Mm-hmm. Just was disgusting amount of boots <laughs> that you still have, or you got rid of them finally. Oh, I still have them. <laughs> I have, I have maybe like, no. You know what? I think I did get rid of them. I think I have only two pairs left. Yeah, mm. I had too many. Let's say bye. I think we all go through our phases, right, with mm-hmm. shoes and clothes. That's yeah. point. Oh, I just cleaned out my whole closet and I have no t-shirts left. <laughs> it's bad. 
Yeah, you're in a you're you are in a studio. Like when I think mm-hmm. of a studio in New York, I do, your place really does fit the bill because it's like you have that bed that yeah. has to fold, right? Until yeah, I I do. You know, in reality, I could get uh, I could have a couch and fit a big bed, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. the point. I like my couch. I love my pull-out bed, and you know, it's just it's just more spacious. Florida ceiling mirrors, and I was like, oh my god, if you put a pole right here. You would be no. set. Oh my gosh. And my mother would break it down herself. The <laughs> she pole. would have no problem doing it. Yes, <laughs> she would have absolutely no problem doing it. Or maybe, you know what? My mom would probably try it and then fall and then she'd break it. Uh, she'd be like, it was an accident. No. <laughs> no. Oh, family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's many things I don't tell my parents. And that's one of them. <laughs> I don't, yes, I, I'm kind of the, in the sense where I don't tell my father anything, mm-hmm. but I, t- unless I, unless I really need to, like, it's an emergency, like, when I got laid off from my job, I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to tell him for two days, and my mom said, you need to tell him, so oh, I did, okay. and it was good, it was good, but my mother, though, she has taught me everything, like, literally everything under the sun you can think of, so mm-hmm. she's the person I tell everything to, so, yeah, we're very close. That's good. Are you close with your, is your sister, and I guess, uh, is the female side of your family close? Like, your sister also? My sister is not, I wouldn't say she's close with anyone. I mean, she hangs out with my mom more, but she was extremely, extremely quiet, and then finally, when she got out of, um, when she entered college, she's not in college right now anymore, she's still deciding what she wants to do with her life, she, um, she started getting, like, sassy, and being outspoken, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this come and like funny and sarcastic and stuff so it was yeah so you know I, we started hanging out a little more like we used to be we used to play all the time when we were little and then we mm-hmm. just like barely talked to each other when we were in high school and then when we were in college it was it got better so or when she was in college sorry so mm, yeah distance makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> exactly exactly so a good time and now she talks a little more with my friends before she would not say a word to my friends but now now like she'll answer she'll answer people's questions and have an actual conversation and you know it's funny it's like you know she's such an introvert she's always on the computer but I guess this is where she learned it she's very much more in tune with social trends and um Mm. you know like uh her gender like our generation's like vernacular and it's just uh yeah she's much better at it uh, not not vernacular sorry um what is that term wow um colloquial terms that's what it is oh yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah, much yeah. Better at co- she's much better at today's colloquial terms than i am i'm like what the hell did you just say <laughs> what does mm. that mean like so yeah yeah that's where urban dictionary comes in sometimes mm-hmm. like, what mm-hmm. what is that word because there's no way i'm downloading tiktok or anything like that no thank you it's the yeah. I downloaded it and I don't use it at all. It's just, it's just I know it's so addicting and it's ah, oh, it's just another app that controls people that is controlled mm. by someone else and I'm obsessed. We're all oh, being controlled, technically. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we could get into like conspiracy theory, but we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh gosh, you red pilled. Yeah, let me red pill this one. Let's red pill this episode. No, I won't do that. That's a whole. That's too much. Um, no, I'm not really 
it's exhausting to actually try and listen to those two. It's like, oh. For me, it's it. exhausting. It's exhausting to listen to any any side of extremism. Like no matter what it is, I I can't. I'm a, I'm too much of a mediocre person. <laughs> I'm almost like let's just like live in the present. I I'm more like that recently too. It's mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna live in the present and not think about what's gonna happen in two months because no. let's live in the moment. Exactly. Got stuff to do. My last question I always ask, is -hmm. there anything you would like to hear from other adoptees or other people Mm. about Chinese adoption specifically? Or I guess international Mm. adoption too. I I do love hearing those stories of um, people who go on their, you know, go on their finding their birth parents or birth family journeys. Mm. And I love hearing those success ones. It gives, it brings me so much yes. joy to them. Like, I'm so happy. Even, even if it, the outcome isn't what they, you know, had hoped for, mm. even when the birth parents are like, I want nothing to do with you. Like to me, that's like something that should be somewhat expected. You know, every yeah. situation is different, of course, but I, I still love hearing those stories. Like it's, it's just like, wow, that's so amazing that you were able to find them. Like, there's just too many Asian people in the world. <laughs> like, and you were able to find this specific mm-hmm. people. Like, that's amazing to me. So I, you know, I just, I just love hearing little things like that. And I think, um, I like that, um, you know, thank you for having me on the podcast, of course, and mm-hmm. thank you to Amy as well. Because a lot of the times I see people post like, oh, and this isn't my person on my podcast. And it's, you know, someone who's like, already a celebrity in the field mm-hmm. that they're doing and the work that they do and I'm just like there's never I never get to hear stories about people like me someone who's just yeah very average <laughs> there's you know I am just a working person with two jobs and I am no like I am not Instagram famous or anything um I'm not famous in general I just regular New York City girl and that's about it so mm. I like hearing I like hearing those narratives too because then it's like you get to hear about how they're living their day to day life as right. you know an, an average person rather than someone who's always in the spotlight. You know? mm-hmm. And I think um, yeah, that's that's why I think about it in terms of people learning about people in general. It's like there's just so much about famous people and like oh what this person did on social media and it's just not enough about like average people right and average people like us exactly doing nothing just kidding we're doing stuff (laughs) we're doing stuff stuff. i feel like you know listening to you and just experiencing it like yeah you don't figure all your stuff out Mm -hmm. even by the time you're 30 i like having someone to be able to relate to that's what it is yeah Yes, yes, yes. And I think a lot of other people do, too. That, yes. Yeah, it's the human connection. So nice. Exactly. exactly. Like, I love it. I was just, okay. I was just wondering, because you were talking about the reunion stories. Do you, do you have any interest in doing that process at all? Or are you just kind of like, man, I'm good. No, I wanted to. And then I saw that documentary, actually, somewhere between where those um three or four um Chinese adoptee girls went to find in search of their birth family and whatnot and I cried a lot in that movie it was like it was a little too heavy for me mm. in my opinion it was it was brilliant it was a great movie of course but it was a little too heavy for me and I was just like I don't think I want to deal with that kind of disappointment I'd expect it yeah. especially 
in terms of adoptions with China because you know they like like places like Korea did not have that one child policy. They did not have a sexist policy where they tried to curb you know the population and you I would say like you don't know what a family went through you know mm-hmm. when they find out they were, they were or a per, an individual went through when they found out they were pregnant and you know there's this one child see well child see <laughs> one child <laughs> policy act uh, enacted and um you know they're they're you know it's the law you have to you know abort your baby or like give it up mm-hmm. right you just don't know like what that had on someone and you know I've heard stories like on the news where you know a family had been searching for theirs like they regretted giving it that, that child up and then they found them they filed a, a case and in order to get their child back and they won and this wow. was in America and I think this was like over a decade ago and I was I was not necessarily for that whoa I know it's a very it was not a fair That's policy wild. but that I also did not think that was fair for the adoptive adoptive parents so it's it's pretty tough yeah um and then there was uh yeah and then, and then of course there's cases where um you know a you know a girl find or a child sorry a child finds their their adoptive parents or adoptive family and they want nothing to do with them mm-hmm. or maybe maybe because it caused them too much pain maybe because like they're so angry with themselves or maybe because it's like you know this for child was a burden and I didn't want to get arrested and I had to do what I had to do I'm sorry it's like you, you just don't know so I don't think I want to take that risk in jeopardizing someone's in like jeopardizing someone's future like that honestly mm-hmm. like it's okay like I can't I was I was um brought into like a you know a white family household even though my father is Ukrainian so that no one wasn't mm-hmm. really like traditional American and white you know, I'm I'm all right now. I grew up pretty nicely for the most part. So, like, what what else is there to it? I I'm I'm comfortable with who I am and how I identify. Yeah, as but that's you, be. you know. I think it's like you sound very comfortable, rooted in who you are, and so everything else will just happen as it does. It's because when I was little, I wasn't comfortable for the longest mm. time I really wasn't and I tried to be so many different things and, I, and then as I got older I realized oh shit I need to get a job <laughs> or I need I need to focus on school and there all these other things just started um impacting my brain and I just like as I got older I just started you know caring less and less about what others thought what others referred to me as and what I thought of myself because like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. it's not going to change like what I think and how I feel and what I do right we I guess that's I was just about to quote Kesha but I didn't mean to it's like we are who we are (laughs) that's true that's true we are who we are so yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah this is so cool I'm so glad I got to know you better in this in this format Now you know that I'm a very, you know, plain, <laughs> um, blunt person. <laughs> I, you know what? I real, appreciate that. Blunt, though. Real, per- blunt, real person. <laughs> yeah, you definitely dish it out. Like you're just very direct. Which is, I mean, that's like I, I'm also very direct. So it's like I get along with people who are very like, this is how it mm-hmm. is. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I don't mind people who are like who are the opposite of that. But for me, I I want to be I want to be clear, transparent, and honest. Mm-hmm. But just also like direct as well. Yeah, I think when you mentioned that you had a lot of guy friends in college, it's like okay, I think that takes like a very direct kind of personality from. I'm generalizing, oh, that's because, of course. That's because girls never really liked me from day one, from like when I was little. No, always, always girls have problems with me. I don't know why. Someone want to enlighten me? I don't know. That'd oh, be great. Now, cool. now I have way more girlfriends than I ever have in my entire life. But mm. yeah, usually I'll be closer with the guys. I'm not not a psychological expert, but I do feel like it's usually like insecurities. I don't know why. They perceive some sort of threat. Society probably has that had that impact on us, and that's just stuck with us. Uh, maybe it's also because you're just like really gorgeous. So, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, this is cool. You and I can get each get to know each other even more so on Saturday as well. So yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you around more. I, th- I definitely enjoy hanging out with those those fellow uh, sat New York City peeps. There's a lot of us, so mm-hmm. let me know, guys, whenever you're in New York City, because NYC sat group is mine. You'll yeah. I'll let you know when there are events. Heck yeah. Well, goodbye for now. I'll see you Saturday <laughs> as well. Dress up. Yeah, I'm going to dress cute because I can do that. Mm-hmm. We all can, mm-hmm. but but thank you. This is thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank and you for having me. I hope the listeners weren't super bored about my super average life. <laughs> you know, we sorry. I think, I think that's why listeners like this. It's like let's listen to each other's average lives. Exactly. I don't Three have... dose of barely surviving here. That's. Yeah, that's really, truly what it feels like right now. I'm coasting it through in New York City, everybody. That's what, what Taylor's doing. But you're making yeah. it. You're making it happen. I'm making it happen because my parents have membership at Costco and they feed me. So. Yes. That's a win. That's a win already. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening to ABC Adopt the Babies from China. If you would like to share your story, please contact Adopt the Babies from China at gmail.com or Adopt the Babies from China.